Hello, beautiful. Welcome to the Worthy Woman Podcast. I'm Aston Simmons. I'm a wife, a mum, and a relationship coach. And I am obsessed with creating relationships that are thriving, passionate, and loving. Even if you have zero time for your partner right now, there's no outside support for your kids. I didn't have that either. You're exhausted. You feel like you're just surviving each day. I hear you, I see you, I feel you, and I get it. And I'm here to help you navigate all of this and more with practical real-life tools and advice to help you feel more loved and supported so that you can conquer your life and your relationships like a queen. Let's get started. Welcome back to the Worthy Woman Podcast with Aston Simmons, where we talk all things relationships, communication, connection, motherhood, and how we manage it all as the worthy woman that we are. Today, I have a very special, gorgeous guest. My husband, Adam Simmons, is here with us today. Hello. Hello, gorgeous. I really wanted to bring Adam on to have a deep chat about the five lies that we have been sold about relationships because honestly, there are so many lies that we're sold. Mm. We bought into several of them as well. And I really want to bring some light to these for you and we want to help you to literally overcome these lies right now. Mm. After listening to this episode, you will stop wasting your time and energy believing these lies that are literally obstacles to the love, connection, communication, thriving marriage and relationship that you actually want. Yeah. And we see this with not just ourselves, you know, let's be real, we experienced it too. That's why we're here and sharing our story. But also we see these lies showing up with all of the clients that we work with. So we wanted to do this episode together and bring both the the feminine and the masculine perspective and to help you overcome them. So, let's Mm. dive in. So, number one, this is the biggest lie. Honestly, I Mm. think I just want to laugh. The biggest lie we have been sold is that once you find the one, everything will be perfect and, you know, you will be saved and your life will be forever better. And your worries will just go away, yeah. It's such a lie Mm. and... Honestly, we've been together 19 years. I know Adam's my one, and I promise you all my problems were not solved when we got into a relationship. We're both laughing about that right now because pretty much if you're in a relationship and if you've been in in it more than like five seconds or, you know, even a few months or a year, you know that there's challenges that come up and those challenges actually help you grow. They're opportunities for growth. So, a lot of us have been conditioned into this lie from Disney, from movies like The Mermaid where, you know, she loses her voice and then he kisses her and she's able to express herself and she gets legs and, you know, everything's solved and she's like living this amazing life. And we don't think we're conditioned into these stories, but we are. From a very young age, it goes into our subconscious and then we literally believe this lie that once we meet the one, everything will be okay. Mm. And then all these couples come to us going, what's wrong? I met the one and it's not working out. Everything is not okay. This is not what I thought my life would look like. This is not what I thought a relationship would be. And and we felt that too. So, we just want to really make it clear that this is a lie. If you are thinking that you're going to find the one and everything's going to be easy, relationships are not convenient. Mm. They just aren't. 
And perfectionism is an illusion. Mm. It's not real. Yeah. So, you know, we have an incredible relationship, like amazing connection, really deep communication, mm. insane intimacy. Yeah. But we're not perfect. No. And for a long time, I, I really believed this lie, really. Mm. I believed yeah. that if I was with the right one, it should be easy. And that's probably when we had the hardest time in our relationship, when yes. I felt like we needed to get a divorce because it didn't feel like we were meant to be together. Yeah. But because you were believing that lie. Because but- I was believing the lie. And I wasn't facing up to the truth of the things that the relationship was showing me that I needed to address in myself. Mm. And I think that's where a lot of people go wrong, is thinking they need to get out because it doesn't feel right, Mm. and then they go and find another relationship and the same pattern repeats itself because they haven't been willing to be vulnerable or drop the ego and just look at themselves and see what what are the patterns that I'm playing that are causing this thing to happen over and over again, the fighting or the whatever it is, and that was something that was huge for me. Yeah, 100%. So that's a lie. I really hope that you can break up with that one straight away Mm. and that we can all agree on that. And the truth is that relationships do take effort. And even if it is the one, it will require, we will require work. We've been together 19 years and we're still working on our relationship. Mm. We are still learning from each other. We are still teaching each other. I don't think that'll ever change. Mm. And, and I don't think that should be the goal either because mm. if you're not growing, you're dying. Yeah. So don't get complacent. Don't get comfortable thinking you need to have the one and everything's going to be easy. I promise you it'll be boring. <laughs> you know, there won't be connection and intimacy. You know, challenges in your relationship help you to grow. Yeah. You That's the only way we're going to grow. And, and it will require some effort. It will require some time, some investment of of you yeah. into the relationship. Yeah, but mm. it's so worth it. Yeah, if, if you actually, you know, that's if you want a relationship that is thriving, that has deep communication, you know, really intimate connection. If you want all of that, then you have to be willing to put in what it takes to get mm. that. Yeah. And if you don't, that's cool too. Keep believing that lie and just have that mediocre average relationship. Mm. But we know that's not what you're here for. Yeah. So that's a big one. Number two, you should always prioritize your partner over yourself. Wow. This is a massive problem that we see showing up for for couples. Mm. And it was a big problem for us three years ago. Once we had our kids, we definitely fell into this trap of just Adam thinking he had to work. And that was the only way to, you know, support the family and me being with the kids all the time. And we were not even on our priority list. Mm. And as a result, we had nothing to give ourselves, let alone give each other. And this is where the people pleasing comes in and where the resentment builds, because this is a lie. If you honestly put your partner before you, you are going to have some resentment Mm. because the truth of resentment is there is a need that you have that is not being met and your partner is meeting that need for themselves or they're doing that thing that you want to be doing and you're not giving it to yourself. So you're resentful because you want it. And how we kind of describe it to clients is I want you to imagine and visualize a cake. So in order for the cake to be made to like the perfect delicious sweet cake that you want to that you want to make you need to put the ingredients in that you know will make that cake and only you know what those ingredients are so many couples are going to their partner and expecting their partner to be the cake like meet meet all my needs make me feel fulfilled put me first make me a priority but they 
they don't know what the ingredients are. You do. You are the cake and your partner is the icing, is the sprinkles, is the decoration. So, you know, 80% of the time you must be meeting your own needs, definitely. And if you're not, it's going to make it virtually impossible to meet your partner's needs Mm. with love, not from fear or people-pleasing. And if you have a family or kids, it makes it even harder to meet their needs as well. Yeah, it does. I really love the cup analogy for this. Like if you've got a cup in front of you and it's full of water or full of whatever your favorite drink is, if it's full to the brim, it's overflowing, then you have so much extra to give to those you love and those you Mm. care about. But you've first taken the time to fill that up, fill that cup up. If you if you have an empty cup and then you're going around to your family and friends and you're trying to give it to your partner, there's nothing there to give. So, mm. yeah, you really need to put yourself first and break up with that that limiting belief that most of us have in mm. this day and age because we've all been raised to please others, please our parents, please our teachers, please our workplace and our boss before meeting our own needs. So we need to bust that one. Yeah, you will be a better man. Adam is a much better man when he meets his needs. Yeah. I am a much more loving woman when I meet my needs. Mm. Like everything in our relationship and our home and our family works so much better when we meet our needs. And mm. when if it starts to get out of balance, the first thing we know to do is to check in and be like, have I been meeting my own needs? Mm. Because that is the core problem. Yeah. And once you meet those needs, you can then meet the needs of your relationship and everything else in your life. Yeah. And there is a healthy way and an unhealthy way of doing this. We don't really have time to go into it right now, but if you get a copy of our free book or join one of our programs, we go into this in a lot more detail yeah. on how to actually communicate this effectively so your partner's then not resentful and you can both work together to support each other in, in achieving what you need. Yeah, 100%. Your partner, so line number three, your partner should fulfill all your emotional needs. This is a big one, ladies, because <laughs> every woman that comes to me is like, He doesn't know how to support me emotionally. He doesn't listen to me. He just wants to fix it. You know, he doesn't know how to support me. I don't feel like he's listening. I don't feel like he hears me. He doesn't understand me. And then from the men, I hear like, it just feels like all she wants to do is vent. And Mm. like... And no matter what I do, I can't seem to, I can't seem to please her. I can't seem to... Make it right. I, I work really hard, and this is a problem I had. I felt like I was ticking the boxes on the outside. I was going to work. I was earning the money. I was coming home and being with the family. I wasn't going out and spending all night at the pub or, you know, staying away from the family. I was I was present. I was here. But there were some key things I wasn't doing in order to meet the needs of the relationship, and these are, these are the key things that we we That teach. we cover, yeah. We cover. And, yeah. But also, again, with emotional needs, it's like, we teach you need to be self-responsible. So there was a time in our relationship where I was just projecting my needs on Adam and that is not the same as communicating your needs. Or like, you know, women, when you are feeling all that emotion, you know, just I I always encourage get your journal first or you go and feel your emotions first before you bring it to your partner Mm. because what happens is, and men share share this with me all the time, is they feel like they are receiving all this negative energy Mm. and they don't know what to do with it. They are wired differently to women. 
and it feels like you're just literally energetically vomiting on them. And then they don't have the energy to help you solve the problem yeah. or even provide that safe space that you want them to. Yep. They don't have the energy for it. Mm. Um, it's, the term for it is emotional flooding, and that's what you're doing to your partner. So it takes a lot of energy to get these words out, but we need to remember that it's a lot of energy to receive it as well. Mm. So, you know, it is a lie to think that your partner needs to fulfill all of your emotional needs. Yeah. And we are expecting too much of our relationships these days. You know, um, we're, we're more disconnected as a, as a society and as a world than we've ever been before. And we are relying on our partners to be our best friend, to be our counselor, to be, yeah. you know, our problem solver, to help us with the kids. Like, we're expecting too much of each other and we need to start opening to these emotional needs being met in a number of ways. Yeah. You're 100% worthy of them being met, but it does not have to come solely from your partner. And honestly, it's an expectation that just feels too much like pressure. Mm. And we don't do this to each other. Like we realized I needed to take more self-responsibility and start meeting myself emotionally and you know, so that meant, you know, journaling, speaking to friends, working with coaches, getting in sister circles. Like there's so many ways that you can get those emotional needs met. Yeah. And same for Adam. It was, you know, for Adam, it was more like breath work. Yeah, I think for the men, it's it's more like it's learning how to regulate your nervous system. And when that, that happens and you feel like you're being bombarded by your partner with all this stuff and you feel like you have to fix it all because that's our natural tendency as men is to go in and try and fix it. It's learning how to hold that without reacting mm. and trying to fix it because when you try and fix it, you actually frustrate the women in your life. Yeah, they just <laughs> want to be heard. They, like. they yeah. just want to be heard. So it, it was really learning how to regulate my nervous system and just sit in it and listen and hold the space. So there was a number of practices that were really powerful and that's the sort of stuff we share inside our programs. Yeah, definitely. With that. So number four, the fourth biggest lie is being together for a long time and loving each other is all you need to have an amazing relationship. Yeah. This is total BS. Mm. We have been together a long time, 19 years mm. together, eight years of marriage. Yeah. We have loved each other for all of it, even mm. when we were questioning divorce, we still loved each other, mm. but it that was not enough to help our relationship work. Yeah. So, this is a lie. Like, just because someone's been together for a long time does not mean they have a successful, thriving relationship that you would want to be in. Mm. It doesn't mean that there's intimacy, communication, connection. Some people just live together in a platonic relationship, and that's cool mm. if that's what you want, but that is not a metric that really determines success, yeah. a successful relationship. You know, it's an outdated metric that I think is a lie that's still around mm. and it puts pressure on people to stay together even when they're not happy. Yeah. And, yeah, it, it's, it, it is literally a lie. Yeah, like, it is. It's not like the if truth. You said, if you said, I'm going to stay at this workplace, stay, stay in this job for 30 years and I'm going to be happy because I'm there for 30 years, yeah, you'd no. laugh. You'd said nobody ever. Yeah. yeah. Um, it just doesn't you know, work like that. It's, so really comes back to that intentional connection and all the pieces, the, the communication, the connection, and making time for each other, making it a priority. Yeah, and I would say the number one thing that you actually need is a willingness to grow. Yeah. If you want to be with someone for a long time, you have to be willing to grow in yourself and with each other because, mm. like I said, if you're not growing, you're dying. Mm. And this is what we see happen with couples all the time and the problem we ran into three years ago when we got complacent and we stopped doing the work. And 
you know, this is your invitation to actually look at, you know, where you are in your relationship right now. You may have been together for a long time and you may love each other, but are you actually happy? Mm, yeah. You know, I, do you actually like your partner? Do you like the life you've created together? Do you feel the way you want to feel in your relationship? And I can almost guarantee that the answer is no. And I would say that is because the missing ingredient is that you're not growing together. You're not investing in your relationship, which is just crazy because your relationship is the foundation of your life. Everything yeah. comes through you and your partner, your life, your kids, everything you create. So, my, the, the truth is we need to invest in our relationships. We need to normalize working with coaches, reading books, taking courses, having constructive conversations and healthy conversations about what is working and, you know, focusing on the solution. We are not talking about going to a counseling session and like replaying, the replaying last 20 years of arguments. No, or, that is no. not what we're talking about. That is not how we work. And surely I'm sure you get that by now after listening to my podcast for a while, yeah. we're here for the solutions. We're not here for blaming, pointing fingers or even rehashing the past because mm. it's a waste of time. But you do need to have a commitment and a willingness to grow. That is the only way that you can create a thriving relationship mm. and that you can guarantee that it can continue to thrive yeah. because nothing stays the same forever. Everything's always evolving. So the only way you can be sure that it continues to move in the direction that you want is to make sure that growth is a number one value for yourself and your relationship. And that has been life-changing for us. Yeah. We will never mm. not be growing in our relationship. We are always recreating our relationship vision. We're always having these deep chats and it's so great to be able to share them with you on the podcast, but we do this in our everyday life. Yeah. And we really yeah. encourage you to step into that. Yep. Okay. Number five, and this is a biggie too. Relationships are 50-50. Mm. No, they're not. <laughs> yeah. We used to suffer from this too. I think it, it makes sense logically. Yeah. But, you know, energetically, emotionally, you know, practically. Realistically, yeah, in the real world. it doesn't work that way. I mean, there's going to be a number of things that come up in your relationship and you've probably experienced them all. You know, sickness or one partner needs certain things at different times. Maybe their, their work's extra busy. Hmm. Um, yeah, maybe they're unwell. Different seasons different, with kids. Yeah, we all um, go through different you know, seasons of mental life. Mental health. And, and I think what it really comes back to for me is is self-responsibility. Mm. If you're both committed to growing and you're both committed to the relationship and each other, you don't need to measure what you're doing versus what your partner's doing and keeping score all the time. Yeah, keeping score is not what I recommend at all. But when it comes to the whole 50-50, the truth is relationships are 100 hundred, a hundred. Yeah. You have to both be a hundred percent committed. Yeah. But again, unrealistic because yeah. I am not a hundred percent all day. I have a lot of energy, yes, but I am not always at a hundred. Mm. And so what I really share with clients and what we do in our own relationship is to check in with where we're at. We will actually ask each other, what percentage are you bringing to the relationship right now? And it's not like a shame thing or a blame thing. It's a, okay, this is where they're at right now based on their resources, what they're holding, what they're working through. And this constantly fluctuates depending on where you're at in your life. So, you know, I would ask yourself right now, what percentage out of 100 are you bringing to your relationship right now? And then ask your partner. And, you know, it will be different at different times. There are, there's been times where I've been at 80% and Adam's only been at like 20. 
because of mental health issues mm. a couple of years ago. Mm. The only way this can work is that you both get clear on where you're at and you be really honest and vulnerable about mm. that and then you make a plan so that everybody feels good about the percentage you're able to bring. There is times when I've been like, yep, I'm at 80 and I feel good. I can bring that 80. Mm. But then there's other times where I'm more like at 40 yep. and I, I need to ask Adam, like, what percentage are you at? Because there's... 60% there that I don't have right now. Yeah. I'm working on it. So, like, I really encourage, like Adam said, being self-responsible. How can you get your percentage up? Mm. What support do you need? What do you need to learn? Can you upskill, you know, get some more relationship skills, get some more life skills yeah. to help you to increase your percentage? Yeah. Because it can go up and down and you can influence it by learning something new, by creating some space, by meeting your own needs you know, by doing some of the truths that we've been sharing on the on the podcast today, you can mm. actually increase your percentage, but you need the total to be 100. So, you need to both feel good about what you're bringing mm. or at least be able to accept that that's where you're both at right now yeah. and then make a plan to increase it. Yeah. And that's what we've always done. If one of us is lower than 50%, we, we sit down and we have a conversation. We're yeah. like, there's a gap in our relationship right now where like n neither of us can meet the 30 or 40%. Mm. This means we have to work on our relationship right now. Yeah. It automatically becomes a priority because there, if there is a gap of that amount of percentage in your relationship right mm. now, it's going to create gaps in every other area yeah. with your parenting, yep. with your work, with your business, whatever it is. So, you need to then sit down together and make a plan to close that gap. And it can be as simple as getting more support, yeah. whether it's getting more support in the home or working with a coach, doing a course, reading a book. Like, the support is there. Yeah. And sometimes, actually, it's less. Yeah. Sometimes you need to take some things off your plate. 100%. So, like, we're, we're all like- doing too much yeah. and we know that especially as parents there's too much on our plate so sometimes it's just what can I get rid of right now yeah what's not a priority what how can I just sit down for 10 minutes yeah what's and, an unrealistic expectation yeah where, right where are my expectations too high yeah. yeah we have that check in all the time because a lot of the time it's just it's a readjustment of the expectations mm. the to-do list is way too long and the hours in the day are too short so get rid of all the stuff that doesn't need to be done take 10 minutes for yourself and then you, you feel more calm you feel more grounded in your body yeah. And that, that's been a game changer. Yeah, you know, huge. When we take those those times out. 100%. Letting each other have what we need and, mm. and giving each other what we need. Yeah, and giving your partner permission yeah. to, to have time if they need time. Yeah. Seeing and that they're stressed and saying, look, honey, go and have 10 minutes. I can see this is a lot. Yeah. You've been doing a lot all day. Go and take 10 minutes and I'll, I'll be with the kids. I'll do dinner. I'll, you know. Yeah, and realizing by giving that, you're receiving yeah. because their percentage is increasing. Mm. What they can bring and give to the relationship goes up. Yeah. But every time we give that to each other, we end up coming back so much more. Ten forward. times better. And then the, the rest of the day ends up being so much better. Yeah, So it's, it's always a win-win. Yeah, definitely. 100%. Yeah. Yeah, well, that is the five lies and the five truths to overcome them. We would love to know which one resonates with you. Yeah. Share with us um, in the comments if you're on, if you're on YouTube. Yep. Drop drop a comment below. If you're on on the on your podcasting platform, you can send us in a DM. Yeah. On Instagram. Yep. On Instagram. At, Instagram. Yep. Simmons. And uh, yeah, share it to your stories yep. because we know this episode is going to help a lot of couples, especially right now, that are just feeling the stress, you know, feeling overwhelmed. And mm. a lot of the overwhelm is coming from these lies the, yeah. that 
that are unrealistic expectations in a relationship and they're setting you up for failure and Mm. we want to set you up for success, like real life success. So share this episode if you've got value from it. Please rate and review. This really helps me to ensure that the show can keep going and and we can help more women and couples. So that would be amazing if you could do that. And if you have found this episode helpful, we wanted to give you another free resource to help you dive into this even more. So if you click the link below, you will find a copy of The Five Secrets to Bring Back the Communication, Connection and Happiness in Your Relationship, even if you are resenting your partner right now and you're barely communicating and you're so busy with life. So, this is an incredible resource. It's probably our number one most popular resource that we share of our free resources and we wanted to include it to help you to start to do this work. And if you get so much value from that book, you can then book in to have a free call with me and we can get clearer on what your gaps are that are not allowing you to Mm. actually experience the truth of your relationship and the, you know, the thriving, loving, connected relationship that you want to be in. So, yeah, I I really hope you guys love this episode. Thank you so much for being here, my gorgeous husband. Now we get to go and date. Yeah. Lunch date with my man. (laughs) This is what happens when you do this work. You break up with these lies, you do this work, you actually start dating again. So, there's so much good that comes from this. So, thank you for being here, honey. Thanks for having me. Loved it. Thank you so much for being here, beautiful. I've absolutely loved spending this time with you and I really hope you've got so much value from this episode. If you have, please leave an authentic review. It means the absolute world to me. And if you have a friend or a sister that you feel would get value from this episode, please feel free to share it with her too. I have loved sharing all of this with you, but honestly, I have so much to share with you. So if you want more, please head to the comments below and there you'll find my latest free resources and you'll also find a link to book in a free one-to-one relationship breakthrough session with me. Yes, you get to pick my brain and ask all the free relationship advice and we'll also get really clear on where you are in your relationship right now, what's not working, and we will create a plan to get your relationship working again so that you can start connecting and communicating on that deeper level level that you really are craving. You are a hundred percent worthy of a relationship in which you feel loved and supported. And I really want to help you create it beautiful. So book in that call and I cannot wait to see you and have a chat.